Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. I'm going to jump in. I'm supposed to finish the book of Galatians today, like five chapters. I'm kidding. It's going to be... I listened to Audible on like times four speed. Today's going to be fast. I'm going to talk fast today. Um, we're going to culminate the book of Galatians today. We've been in a series just looking at living by faith. A lot, a lot of the stuff I'm sharing up here, just I'm doing this by faith. Like I really heard that about fear and anxiety. I have to step up here by faith, living by faith, speaking by faith. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We should never have our mouths shut. That, that, that there's, there's something, there's a faith, there's a prophetic. I'm just telling, saying to you, like, like literally, I was with a pastor, my, my, one of my board members last week preaching for 300 men on Wednesday night, and there's a prophetic move, an apostolic prophetic move of God in the earth that we're getting back to, and I believe that like it sits on this house. It sits not just on me, it's on you as well, and as you walk amongst these aisleways and hallways and homes and those things, there's a word of God. People need to hear words of God and encouragement and the, and the strength of God. Come on, you know how discouraged people are. The word of God, faith people, we're of an unseen ethnicity. We'll talk about it in Galatians a little bit. We're looking for an unseen city and we're a people of an unseen ethnicity called faith. We celebrate all cultures, but the kingdom culture of faith supersedes all of that and we are an unseen ethnicity of faith. You carry that out into the byways and highways of where you live and serve and give and believe. Uh, Galatians chapter four, um, we're gonna jump in. I'm gonna just, I'll talk up here uh, for a long time about nothing. My grandfather used to say, son, every day you learn more and more about less and less. Finally, one day you'll know everything about nothing. <laughs> I was like, I had to think about that for a long time. And, uh, I guess what he was saying is never quit learning. I guess that's the point. Uh, Galatians 4, 21 through 31, Paul's concluding the doctrinal section of Galatians. And he gives us some analogies and al allegories to kind of explain this life of faith versus this life of law. And uh, this is what he says in verse 21. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons. So now he goes into this story, this allegory. The one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of, an, of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. And he who was of the free woman was born according to the promise. Which things are symbolic. So he's talking to, to Christians that had backslidden into legalism. Jewish uh, believers had come in, these Jewish teachers had come in trying to get everybody to obey rules and regulations and legalistic living to be right with God. And Paul is correcting that. And he says, listen, did you not, did you not hear the law? Here's some symbolic things. These two things, these two sons are two covenants. Some of the old covenant, and the new covenant, one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage. That's talking about the 10 commandments. It's talking about the external rules, being able to do it in your own strength and your own ability. Uh, obey. It says, one gives birth to bondage, for this is Hagar, which is in Mount Sinai of Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is. I mean, Paul's throwing punches in the Jews' faces. He's calling, the, he's calling the chosen people of God, his own brothers and sisters, the Jews who thought they were God's people, children of Hagar, children of bondage, children of Mount Sinai as children of bondage. It, it, it would, I mean, these are, that's why they wanted to kill Paul all the time. So he says, this, this is Mount Sinai and it responds to the Jerusalem, which now is. Talking about the Jewish faith in that. And then he says this, but the Jerusalem above 
is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, rejoice, O barren, who have not, who, who, who do not bear. He's, he's quoting Isaiah 54, who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor, for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband now. Now we, listen to this, now we brethren, now we Christians, hey, brothers and sisters, us Christians, as Isaac was, now we brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. So as Isaac is, so are we. But as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, even so it is now. Come on, legalistic people hate liberty. And I told you last week, if Christ is Lord, liberty shouldn't scare us. It's, it says that it, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Hear this, cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman, Ishmael, shall not be heir with the son of the free woman, Isaac. This has nothing to do with Jews and Muslims. This has everything to do with faith and flesh with spirit or law. So then the brethren, so then brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. My title for today is very simple. Divine disclaimer, divine disclaimer. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the next few minutes that I could preach it and uh, preach what I need to preach. God, I'm not in a hurry and uh, we're not in a hurry. Speak what you want to speak and do what you want to do in our hearts today. In Jesus matchless name. Amen. Uh, divine disclaimer. Anybody ever watch the drug commercials on TV and get kind of intrigued by those drug commercials? It, it, it blows my mind. Like, I don't know. There's one that I keep, the one that sticks in my mind, they must've done a great job advertising. It's Latuda. I don't even know what that's for. Latuda, you know? But like, there's this long commercial. Like if you're dealing with this or this, Latuda. And like, it like has this family, like, you know, they're all frolicking in the grass. They're on swings outside. And it's just this, this a beautiful family environment. Children, just joyous. Butterflies and birds singing. You know what I mean? I don't even Butterflies can't sing, but they, they are in the commercial, you know. It's like La Tuda. And then, and then at the very end of the commercial, it's like, if you have struggles with a bleeding bowel, uh, 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 you know, your lungs exploding, spontaneous death, please consult a physician and do not take this drug. It's like, like they, they keep the same calm, fun tone, like all the family, all the good stuff still happening. Like in there, and like all this, it's just a little kind, kind of quiet disclaimer. Like if you're, if you have bleeding out of your nose and ears, everything's fine. Enjoy your family. But consult your physician. Oh, there's this disclaimer. There's this fine print. Paul's saying, you that want to be under the law, did you not hear the disclaimer? Did you not read the fine print? Did you not listen to the still small voice at the end of the commercial that's telling you if you live by the law, you're going to have to keep all the law that you before you start popping those legalism pills, you better figure out the fine print. Somebody. We want to carry all our legalism and we want all that stuff. But the fine print behind that is like, look, no, 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 no. Paul said only Jesus heals. Only Jesus saves. Only Jesus sets free. Only Jesus is the medication and the medicator and the author and the finisher of our faith. Only Jesus. And he said, if we're going to look to all these other things, we need to be real careful. So he begins to talk about two sons and, and the bond woman and the free woman. And he tells this whole story about Abraham. You guys know the story of Abraham, Genesis 16. Abraham and Sarah are promised a child, this child named Isaac. They don't have him yet. They can't have him. They're very old. They're promised this young man. And so they get impatient. 
because it's 20 years now since God promised and they're waiting 20 years and they begin to decide to help God out because it hasn't happened for them yet. And they're about 90 and 100 years old. My question that God asked me to ask you is, where are you helping him out? Where are you trying to help God out? Where are you figuring out that you can use your own strength and your own worry and your own anxiety and your own stress and your own tension and your own pressure and your own ability to make it all work, your own control? Where are we helping God out? And so he says that there's these two, these two sons in this promise. And sometimes we begin to try to help God out. Abraham decides to help out the promise of God and gets his young bondservant named Hagar. And, and his wife, Sarah, says, this will be a good idea. Numero uno, red flag. <laughs> Not a good idea. I don't care if your wife says that you can do those things, Abraham. <laughs> Not dumb. <laughs> and so they have Ishmael, which is not the son of the promise. And then Sarah and Abraham after that, you know, they, they do what they do and conceive a child. Uh, and that's the child of the promise. And then, and then Paul deals with two symbols. He deals with Ishmael who was born in the ordinary way, the natural way, according to the flesh, the natural way. And he deals with Isaac, the supernatural way, according to the spirit of God and the promise. Verse 24, he talks about these two covenants being symbolic. Here's what you need to know. There's only two ways to relate to the God of the universe, either as Ishmael or Isaac. You'll either relate to God by flesh or by faith. That's the only way that we relate to the God of the universe, either by our own strength, my own merit. Well, I did good enough. Well, I deserve it. Well, I can earn it. Well, I, I was good today. Well, I obeyed all the rules today. I did all the right stuff today. Your own strength or by faith. We relate to God in one of those two ways. And so Paul begins to talk about these two sons. He talks about Hagar and he says, this is the old covenant. This is Mount Sinai. And then he says the new covenant. He goes, listen, I know that Abraham and you brag about being a Jew because Abraham's your father. He says, but your mama is Hagar. So what he's saying is, is your mom law or spirit? Are you, are you led by or birthed by law or spirit? What does it look like in your life on a daily basis to be in that contrast of law or grace? And so, so the old covenant was this, 10 commandments. You shall not, 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 you shall not. The new covenant is he will, he will, he will, he will, he will. And, and, and so in the old covenant, the Bible says he took them by the hand, external constraint, external leading. God took them and led them by the hand externally. Many of you are led externally by what the right thing to do is and everything externally. But the problem is, if it never gets internal in your heart, the new covenant says God will take you by the heart. And he will actually do the work on the inside. Man, you can't make yourself hungry. It just happens every two hours. Come on, somebody. Like. There's something in you that says, you know what, I'm hungry. And it begins to trick. You can't make yourself pray more. You can be disciplined. But the reality is like God has to birth something in you. God has to begin something. God, he's the initiator in the new covenant, the old covenant. It's by the hand. And, and here's the problem. You can obey for a little while in the old covenant. You can put enough constraints and restrictions and do right and make your hand obey. But eventually, if the heart's not right, it'll ease and permeate its way to the outside. But the beauty about the new covenant is even if the hand's doing wrong and the heart transforms, it'll push its way to the outside. 
And all of a sudden you'll begin to change by faith and grace. Paul's saying, man, are y'all crazy? Let's get back to faith. Let's get back to grace. Let's come back. Verse 26, he says, there's a Jerusalem that's above, which is free. And we're those people. We're an unseen ethnicity. We're a people of faith. We're believing for a city that its founder and builder is Jesus. It's going to come down. It's our home. Verse 29, he says, now, brethren, Christians, as Isaac is, so are you. I want to encourage you as Isaac is. How was Isaac? He was blessed. He was prosperous. He was strong. His enemies fled. He was a child of promise. He's a picture of Jesus. How is Jesus? There's a verse in Peter that says, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. In this world. How is Jesus? He's ruling. He's reigning. He's seated by God. He's full of strength and glory and honor. He says, as Jesus is, so are you in this world. He's done, his wounds aren't bleeding. He's got scars to show the glory of God's grace. Just because you've been through some stuff doesn't mean you have to keep wounded and stay wounded. Like as Jesus is, so are you. Like I've got scars. I've got things in my life that tell the story of his goodness and his glory. Look at these scars we've been through. Don't trust somebody that doesn't have any scars. And don't go to war with somebody that's wounded. Because we, we need to be healed and strong. And as Jesus is, so are you. In this world, as Isaac is, so are you. Christians, so are you. I go by God's promise. I go by God's blessing. You're going to be blessed. You can overcome. You can be healed in your mind. Things can change by faith, literally. Can I tell you, one little step to the altar can change your life. I, I don't, you don't know how many times my life's been changed by just obeying and stepping to an altar, having someone pray for me. I had the team pray for me this morning, hey, and, and I'll share that with you. Literally, it, verse 29 says, but as for those that were born according to the flesh... They, were persecu they persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. So, so Ishmael persecuted and mocked Isaac. And here's, here's what Paul says. Flesh people or the flesh will always mock your faith. Like those that are legalists will always mock you walking by grace. And, and, and let me get it pra practical for you, like what, how, how it happens for me. Like, so, so Isaac always mocks Ishmael. Um, excuse me, Ishmael always mocks Isaac. Uh, Ishmael is, is born of the natural and of the flesh, legalism. Isaac is the son of promise, is faith and grace. This morning, I'm coming out here to, to preach and to do. Yesterday, we fed a thousand people. This morning, I'm coming here. I'm coming here to speak to you. And, and I hear this mocking voice. In my mind and in my spirit. Man, you're preaching on Galatians again. Nobody wants to hear that. You're, you're, you're getting up there again. You're not making any difference. This isn't about me. This is about us. Like this is how, this. I'm giving you the tactics of the enemy, like how, how the flesh mocks the spirit, how the flesh mocks your faith. Right. And so I'm at home. I looked at my wife at one point this morning. I was getting drained and I was like, I said, maybe I'm just tired of the book of Galatians. I don't know what's wrong with me. Cause I just wasn't feeling right. Like I just, and, and I had to begin to change my, my verbiage and my declaration. I said, no, God's changing lives. People are being transformed. We're feeding people. We're blessing people. We're, we're stepping out in faith. And I, I just, I just want to say to you, the, the, the flesh, whatever it is, is always going to mock the, the faith in your life. It's always going to try to say that's stupid. That's silly. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't believe for that. Flesh people hate undeserved, unearned blessing and favor on people's lives. Verse 29, it says, but as for those who are born according to the flesh, then persecuted and prosecuted, persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. 
Even so it is now. What's according to the flesh? By natural means? By, by normal means? Come on, Hagar, pretty young girl. Abraham, wife says, by natural means. Not a good idea, but naturally it made sense. What's according to the spirit? Uh, Sarah, not natural. They're older. There was no GNC, no blue pill. Keep, can we keep it real in church? <laughs> Supernatural. <laughs> like, like not, not, not something you want to picture. You know, it's not good. Like, what is that? And they're a hundred years old. Like that doesn't even work. And that's what they say in the Bible. It doesn't work anymore. None of, and Sarah's like, can this happen? Supernatural. There's no plan for it. There's no strategy for it. There, there's no system for it. It's called grace. Yes. Some of y'all are fighting battles that only grace can fix. Some of you are stressing yourself out. Jesus said he knew we were going to do this. You can't worry. You can't make yourself one inch taller by worrying. You can't put one more hair on your head by worrying. But all the time, somehow, we think we can mm, work it out for God. We're either going to be Ishmael or Isaac. And this is what it goes on to say. It says, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to cast out the bondwoman and her son. Many, many times it's easy to go back to the old covenant of living because it's natural. It makes sense. But God is beyond your senses. It doesn't make sense to tithe and give away 10% of your income and believe that heaven's going to open and bless you. Some of you still battle with that to, to make sense. When I heard it, I just decided we're going to obey. And my wife holds me accountable. She's like, we giving. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Uh, it doesn't make sense to pray in tongues and to read that like, some of y'all need to get in the book of Acts, read the book of Acts and decide everything in that book's for you. Might not make sense, but that book, you know, all the prison epistles came through the book of Acts. All the epistles, all we have little books called Holy Spirit. You need it's for you. Like, it doesn't make sense. Forgiving someone that hurt you doesn't make sense. Extending grace doesn't make sense. There's things that just believing by faith doesn't make sense. Believing in an unseen city and a man that rose from the dead that had no sense. It doesn't make sense. It's beyond our senses. It's called faith. And so we're called to live by faith. He says, cast out the bondwoman. It's the climactic verse in chapter four. And that's all I'm going to really get to today, probably. Verse 30, it says this. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So, so there's the million dollar question. What does the scripture say? Paul throws this Mike Tyson uppercut. He says, cast it out. He, he, actually, his voice becomes Sarah's voice. If you remember the story, Sarah gets irate. She has this, has this baby named Ishmael. Or Hagar has this baby named Ishmael. Ishmael begins to mock Isaac. Sarah gets irate. Isn't it funny that we birth our own bondages and then live with it? We get mad at our coworker, our spouse, our, our neighbor. Our, the Bible says many of men his own ways ensnare him, but he rages at God. Some of the things you're angry at God about was your own dumb decisions. That's usually how it is for me. And, and we, we birth our own bondages. Here's, what, here's the good thing. Sarah gets irate. It says, cast them out, Abraham. Abraham just wanted everybody to be happy. Passive, weak leadership. Just wanted her to be happy, Hagar to be happy, his sons to be happy. Just wanted everybody. Passive, weak leadership. Just wanted everybody to be happy. Some of y'all are afraid to make faith decisions because you fear everyone's feelings. 
Well, how are they going to feel? You know you need to cast some stuff out. You know you need to throw some, some things out that are a little bit of bondage in the house or that are mocking your faith. You know you need to put up some boundaries and some, some, some safe measures around the people that are dragging down your faith. You know you need to do that, but you get scared to make a faith decision because there's some passivity because you're worried about everybody's feelings. Abraham just wanted to worry about everybody's feelings. And, and God said, no. God goes, no, Sarah's right. Cast it out. I mean, think about this. Here's a young boy. You know the story. He got thrown out with his mama. They're out in the desert. God says, I'll take care of them because I love you, Abraham. Listen to me. God will take care of those things you're worried about because he loves you. God will take care of your children that it's time to kind of cut the strings on because he loves you. You can't rescue everybody from their testimony. You can't rescue everybody from the stuff they're going to go through. God's got them because he loves you. And God says, he's right. She's right, Abraham. Cast them out. Come on, come on. Some wives have been telling you husbands, it's time to get rid of it. Come on. And, some, and y'all are like, ah, I'm going to sleep with the frogs one more night. Y'all remember when Pharaoh had frogs in his, in his palace? And, 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 and Moses went and said, hey, we'll, we'll pray. God said, pray, and the frogs will leave. When do you want them to be gone? He said, tomorrow. It's the dumbest verse in the whole Bible. I'm going to sleep with the frogs one more night. I want to be in bed with the frogs one more night. Tomorrow. I'll be like, right now. I want to get rid of it now. That's why, I put, that's why I put that altar call today. Today, Now. Don't tell me he can't do it right now. Don't tell me he can't heal it right now. And so it's just cast them out. He cast them out because Isaac and Ishmael can't coexist. They can't. And, and, and faith and fear can't coexist in your house. Law and grace can't coexist. And so I just, I'm going to pray for you today. I, I've got chapter five and six to tell you about, but I'm not going to do that today. And I'm probably not going to do it next week. We'll start another series next year. <laughs> Go read chapter five and six for yourself. And maybe we'll start it. Maybe I'll do a little Devo on five and six and we can put that online. I'll do that. Come on, baby. Hold me to that. Okay. We'll do a little Devo and do a chapter five and six Devo for you guys. But, but I just want to pray for you that, that maybe, maybe you're a, a person that's kind of like a self-reliant, it's kind of self-existent, and a little fear and a little anxiety all the time. And a little, you're a little knock on wood type person, a little knock on wood. Like I, I can't say too, I don't want to say too much because I got to knock on wood. Like I'm not really sure if it'll happen. I don't know if God's promise will happen. I remember years ago when we were getting ready to purchase this property, it wasn't coming to pass. I never knew about this property. And I about bought a building in my flesh. It's $2.4 million building. Y'all know where McKay's bookstore is? Y'all not look, you, you guys know where that little American auto place is right next to it on the, on the side of a cliff right there? I about bought that for a church. <laughs> it was the worst location for a church. I mean, people were like, I took the bankers there. I talked myself in. I had our board members and the bankers. I got the bankers over there. The bankers were looking at me like, dude, are you, are you crazy? I'm like, yeah, this, it was Campbell's Pool and Spa at the time. And they had these, these pools out by the patio. I'm like, we're going to do baptisms out here. I'm trying to sell the bankers. <laughs> like, we're going to do baptisms out here. Fireworks over the freeway. Fireworks over the freeway. <laughs> I don't know. I just need 2.4 million. 2.4 million. 2. million. That's, a big, that's a big number. I need 2. Point, and I was ridiculous. They, somebody asked me, how are you? This is a, this is a, this is a big incline. Are you can, no one in a wheelchair can come to your church. Nobody over, I couldn't come to my church. I was so out of shape. I wouldn't have made it up the hill. 
Here's the thing. We try to do these things in our own strength, in our own reasoning. And God has promised you some things and you've been waiting and now you're getting impatient. You're going, you know what? I'm just going to move on because I don't want to waste my life on this dream because I'm going to miss half my life waiting on God. So I'm just going to make it happen on my, on my own. I'm not going to talk about the promise of God. You know, the people don't say anything good or don't talk about it because it might just all hit the fan. It might just not come to pass. You're living by fear. You're living as, as Ishmael. You're not living as the son of promise or the child of promise or the child of God. Can I tell you, if Isaac is God's promise, God is bound to provide for his promise. Yes, yes. Of all the kids God's going to take care of, it's going to be Isaac. Yes. Of all the children God's going to take care of, it's going to be his own. Yes. It's, like, it's like when it's your idea, you'll figure out how to pay for it. Anybody? When my wife wants something, I'm like, we don't need that. When I want like a bass boat or something, I'm like, oh, I can see it. <laughs> you know? Come on, God, you're going to find out to pay for what your idea is. God, you're his idea. You're his child. You're his promise. You're his blessing in the earth. He's going to figure out how to take care of you and promise what he's promised to you and provide for you. I'm just, I'm just asking you to stop letting fear Stop letting the law and legalism and what you deserve and what you've earned or what's happened to you or all those things dictate what God's going to do for you and drive your relationship with him. I want to pray for you today. Maybe you've been going through fear. Maybe you've been self-reliant. Maybe you've been anxious. Come on. Usually fear leads to anxiety and self-reliant leads to anxiety. Maybe you got that anxiety because you're just banking on your own ability or your own strength. Maybe your flesh and your faith are fighting like they were me last night and this morning. Maybe the, maybe the flesh is persecuting the faith in your life. I want to pray for you today. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for giving us your life. Lord, you said that as you are, so are we in this world. So are we right now. Not when we get to heaven one day, not when everything's perfect, but Lord, so are we in this world. I pray for family members right now in this room that are maybe battling with fear, battling with just a, being persecuted by, by fear or the flesh and things just speaking to them, anxiousness, anxiety, self-effort. Like, man, is this ever going to happen? Maybe it's just doubt. Maybe it's just, you know what? I, that promise is not going to happen. I'm going to do my own thing. Maybe somebody in here is waiting to walk away from you, God, because they've said, you know what? Just prove it to me. Just show me, God, and I'll... And I'll believe in you. God, would you just show them your love today? I pray for every individual. Would you just put your hand over your heart right now? I'll just pray for every individual in this room right now that fear would leave. Perfect love cast out fear. I pray for hearts full of faith, homes full of faith, homes full of encouragement, homes full of words of faith, verses full of faith, uh, promises from God. Uh, Lord, I thank you that we don't fall from grace. Lord, grace is a lifter today. I pray grace, unmerited, unearned favor. Lord, because of what Jesus did over our life today and over every mind and heart in this room today. I pray against passive leadership, Lord, for anybody that needs to cast out the bond woman or the bond child, anybody that needs to cast out the flesh or cast out those things that they know are diminishing their faith. I pray they'd put up the proper boundaries today. Pray they wouldn't worry about what everybody else thinks, that they'd make a decision today online. As people watch online, they'd put up faith boundaries today. I pray for faith boundaries in our homes today. I pray for faith boundaries in my heart and my mind today, oh God. I thank you that I'm going to relate to you and we're going to relate to you as, as Isaacs. 
as firstborns as Jesus. Thank you that Jesus was the firstborn from among the dead of many brothers and sisters, and we get to be your kids, oh God. If you're in this room and you say, you know what, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. God's not my father because I, I just don't know him. I've never trusted it. I've, I've never really known what it meant. I've, I don't really have a relationship with God. The Bible says it's as simple as this, that Jesus came to this planet. He was God and he was a man. He lived sinless. He lived perfect. He never made one mistake. He did miracles to prove who he was when he was here. And then he went to a tree called the cross and he was ripped to shreds by Roman soldiers and a Jewish nation. And he was illegally and immorally crucified. He took all of my sin and your sin, all of your shame, guilt, remorse, regret, all the things that were done to you and by you and nailed it to a tree. And then to prove who he was, he rose from the dead to show us he was God and that he could conquer all of that death and sin and hell. And then he rose from the dead to give you and I a brand new heart and a relationship with God. And the Bible says, if you would just trust in him, it's as easy as that, that you get a fresh start with God. Nobody looking around just for another second. If you're in this room or you're online, I believe for you to have a fresh start today. If you'd say, you know what, pastor, I've backed away from God or I'm ready to surrender my life to him. I don't want to live by my own strength or by my own flesh. I want to live with a relationship with Jesus. I need a fresh start with God. Would you just put your hand up to me right now? I want to pray for you. Nobody looking around, heads bowed, eyes closed. I need a fresh start this morning. Hold it up high so I can pray for you. I need a fresh start. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your courage. Anybody else? I need a fresh start. I need to trust in Jesus today. If you're online, would you just type in fresh start right now? I'm going to pray a simple prayer with us. And there's no magic in my prayer, no magic in my words. You can pray it under your breath or you can pray it right there in your heart. If you know you need to pray this prayer, just pray it with me. It's a prayer of surrender. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you for taking all my sin, all my shame, all my regret, all my pain. I thank you for taking it all and nailing it to that tree. Thank you, Jesus. I turn from my sin. I turn from that old life and I turn to you today. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you conquered hell, death, and the grave. And I believe you can give me and have given me a brand new heart today. I receive your heart today, a heart of flesh to know you and serve you. Fill me with your spirit. I give you the rest of my life. You're my Lord and Savior in Jesus' matchless name. Come on, everybody. Let's say yes and amen to what God's doing. Let's give him some praise in this place. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.